in the KTAR News app. I want to invite you to do something cool. Legendary voice of the Suns, Al McCoy, has announced his retirement. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to thank Al, it's as simply as texting the word Al, just A-L. Text Al to 620-620. Submit your video. Thank you, Al. We may even play it on the air. That's Al to 620-620. Oil prices way up after the Saudis lead a coordinated OPEC nation's uh, cuts totaling more than a million barrels per day. They saw a slowdown in the economy. They have responded, although people understand that there's bigger implications to this. And my biggest issue with all of this is we do not have the ability to offset any of this. And so we're not. Um, so what cut – I want you to hear Tom Kaloza, who is an analyst, uh, talking about what caused this cut in production, according – well, to some of the experts. OPEC looked at uh, a slowdown uh, in global economies and felt they needed to do something. But I, I don't think anybody expected them to have a cut going into this meeting. This is a real surprise. So now we are going to see gas prices, which I think in the Phoenix metro area are the third highest in the country. We are seeing an average of 458 valley wide. Phoenix is 459 per gallon, and they're expected it to go much higher than that because of what's happening with this production cut. Uh, here's a couple of headlines. Inflation stress for small businesses hits record high. Um, there is something called being house poor. Percentage of income used on home payments by state. Arizona is number 12 on the list at 43%. We are tied with New York, Nevada, and Arizona, and New Jersey. All four states are tied with 43%. Rhode Island, New Hampshire behind there. California is number one. Californians spend 63%. This is an average. 63% of their income making a mortgage payment or making a house payment. Montana's at 50%, Oregon's at 49, Washington at 49, Florida's at 44, and we're at 43. Um, Home prices are on the increase again. We are going to continue to see that as we have a home shortage here in the Valley. Um, So there is a lot to discuss in our our economy. And part of it has to do, I just think, with the plans. McDonald's is temporarily shutting its U.S. offices, preparing for layoffs. and I want to just talk about the agenda and my my opinion on the agenda. Um, and that is we should be doing everything we can, and I think we have in Arizona, to free up investment and expenditure. The, when you do what Arizona has done over the last 10 years, let's say, and you start with a plan of a land here is less expensive than other places with the wide open desert we've had. We've seen land go up in value because of that investment. What was a lot of cotton fields and hay fields in the West Valley are now becoming uh, commercial properties with the expansion of our freeway system, making it easier to get to where you want to go and also easier to have access to the freeways for big um, warehouses and, and manufacturing plants. That's a big part of it. And the investment they've made there, just starting with the roads, isn't it interesting? And I've been here since 1995, 28 years, which two of the natives here, I just had a conversation with someone over the weekend about growing up here. And we were trading stories. And I love those stories of people that can tell you. I remember when this road was a dirt road. I remember when there was nothing north of this road. And it's downtown. I have friends who built a home in cotton fields at about 71st Avenue in Indian School years ago. They sold their home. They moved further west to be out in the country. But when they built their home, it was the country. We're talking about Maryvale now. 
But when you look at the expansion of our freeways and how that has helped with economic growth, uh, the U.S. 60 going east, they've got some work to do. I mean, the U.S. 60 going east is going to have to expand greatly. But you look at what's happening in Queen Creek. They've always had an issue with roads and freeways. They're going to have to fix that problem out in the Far East Valley. But if you look around at the expansion of the, the 101 both 202s, now the South 202 being finished around South Mountain and connecting with the I-10 in the West Valley. People that lived and worked in uh, Ahwatukee, um, if you had to get somewhere, you had to go around the mountain, and now you don't. Now you have a way to get to the West Valley without having to go all the way east to the 10 and around. Um, the 303 has been huge for growth and will continue to be so, especially with the chip plant in the Northwest Valley. But what would stymie growth here or at least reduce the prosperity of it? And that is these huge inflationary costs that the average person can't keep up with. Gas price is one of them. If you are – imagine you are a younger person or a young couple and you are trying to purchase your first home. Making good money. There are some high-paying jobs that are here, but you realize the cost of housing rent is very high. You're paying somebody else's mortgage and then some when you're renting a place. So it's harder to set that money aside month after month for a down payment. Now you find out gasoline is going to start approaching five bucks a gallon again, or at least that's the prediction, the high over four bucks a gallon. Food prices remain extremely high. How does that couple or that individual, especially if it's an individual, how does that individual find a way to stay ahead of this curve. That's where an issue lies because a lot of these other businesses that are going to uh, crop up are going to come because of the major investment. $58 billion has been invested in manufacturing in Arizona. That is a huge number. Intel continues to grow, and I never want to leave them out because when I came here, there were very few major corporations that made big investments in Arizona. Intel was one of them. Honeywell was another, and there are more. There are a lot more that um, I, I would forget if it tried to mention them all. But Intel was the chip industry, was the tech industry here. Uh, Motorola was here for a long time before you know that all went sideways. But they, they were a big part of this valley in the growth. But now you look at these investments and the huge multi-billion dollar investment that's happened from them in the East Valley and, and what we're seeing now. There will be small businesses that start that will feed some of these bigger industries. But when you see that the stress from inflation is at an all-time high for small businesses, I want you to think about who you would call if you have an issue at your home, whether it's a roofing issue, it's an air conditioning issue, a plumbing issue, an electrical issue. This is just for your home. Right now, within the sound of my voice, all over the roadways of the valley are those subcontractors, those specialty contractors that do that kind of work. They hire men and women to do those jobs that are qualified. They're paying them more money than they've ever paid them before out of necessity because of a labor shortage. It's costing huge amounts of money to insure those vehicles. Now to fuel those vehicles has gone up. And if you're in any of the trades like that use copper wire, like I do use the commodities for electricians, those prices are through the roof. It's costing so much more to do business, but then how do you meet it where the market demand and where people will pay it? How many of you right now that need some electrical work done at your home? Now, that's what I was. I was an electrical contractor. I didn't do a whole lot of residential, but I did for a long time. I finished doing commercial and industrial work, working on wastewater treatment sites and well sites, and that's when I handed my career. But you think about a residential electrical contractor. How do you keep up with this? 
somebody calls and says, "Hey, listen, I want to get some. Uh, I want to get some lighting installed in my house. Will you come give me a price?" And it turns out that you know you're bidding this work at at sixty or seventy dollars an hour, and people say, "Man, I just want four lights installed, but I'm not paying that kind of money." How do people pay that much money for that work? This is the stress on small businesses, and that's just contracting. Forget restaurants and costs and everything else. It is a big concern, and we have no ability to slow down or stop what the OPEC nations are doing just with the fuel prices, and we should. In a moment, uh, military enlistment rates are down between 25 and 50 percent in some places. We're going to talk about why that's so concerning coming up here in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, again, I like to uh, lead with headlines, and then we talk about what they mean uh, sitting next to each other. U.S. officials downplay the significance of the intel captured by the Chinese spycraft over the American soil. Our military is in a dangerous decline, and this is the reason why. Those two headlines should not be side by side. But let's talk about this. Um, The U.S. Armed Forces. Last year, the Army missed its recruiting goal by 25%. They expect this year to be even worse. The Navy, Air Force, and Marine Corps began the new fiscal year in October 50% below their normal recruiting numbers. Public confidence in the military is failing. And even military families from which most recruits come are less likely to recommend military life. What explains the decline? According to a November poll, the most common explanation includes military leadership becoming overly politicized, so-called woke practices undermining military effectiveness. And another survey found that 65 percent of active duty servicemen and women are concerned about politicization, including the woke training programs and equity minded reduced physical fitness standards. By the way, if you heard early on Arizona's morning news, um, Jamie talked about how many obese members of the military there are now. Troop retention rates are falling, and for the same reasons, as reports notes, the perception that non-war fighting missions are distracting senior military leadership may alienate experienced, skilled, and knowledgeable war fighters incentivizing their early departure. Um, the Heritage Foundation annual index of U.S. military strength rated our Air Force, Air Force armed forces weak in preparedness. So, um, you know, this is scary to me for a couple of reasons. Number one. Um, I have a, a, a this weird thing in my head about investment. And what I mean by that is um if you if you're a part of a team, if you feel like you have an investment, you're more likely to be concerned with outcome. Um, I work with some of the best people in the business. And when I came into this job, I told the newsroom I wanted to be a partner, that I wanted to bring something to the table, that I wanted them to know that I'm invested in their success. And therefore, they should be invested in my success. Um, We work as a great team here. We do show lunches and get togethers with the people that are on this team that put this show together. I would be foolish to think that I could do this by myself. And I never thought that there are really good qualified people that make sure this show is what this show is. Um, And so building a team, it's always been about investment. I think when it comes to taxation, which is different than what we're talking about, there is a reason why I think more people should be paying taxes and it shouldn't be mostly the wealthy in this country that pay far, far more than anybody else in taxes, because I think there's an investment. 
If someone that's working class, if you made, let's just pick a number. Let's say it's 10 percent. That if it, your taxes are just this simple with maybe a couple of exceptions for children or otherwise, if you make $50,000 a year, you pay $5,000 a year in um, in taxes. And if you knew that that check that was coming out of your check each month and you had to write that check every month, you have an investment in your government. I mean, real dollars. Now, there's money that's taken out of your account for Social Security, you know, FICA. But you don't if you make a smaller amount of money, you get everything you put back into the federal government, sometimes more than that. So what you know, why are you concerned with how they spend money? It's somebody else that's paying the bill when it comes to the protection of our nation. You look at the men and women that protect our communities, our first responders, firefighters. Well, there's a reason why firefighters are as concerned as they are with public safety, meaning traffic accidents and fires, because they're the ones running to those scenes. There's a reason why police officers are concerned about crime rates and concerned about uh, prosecutions, because they are the ones that are arresting these suspects. And when you are someone that's invested in our military, I will tell you having a brother – that was in the military. You never looked at the TV the same. There was a time, and it was, I'm not even calling it a bad thing, but there was a time. Uh, now, my brother was killed at the very beginning of the Iraq War, but there was a time in the years that followed while we were still in that conflict that if you didn't specifically seek out information, you could almost ignore that there was a war happening. Unless, of course, you had somebody that was deployed. You never looked at the TV the same. You never walked past the TV when they were talking about or showing something to do with the war in Iraq because you had an investment in it. When we have less and less of our young people that feel compelled to enlist in our military, when we have adults – and this is the other part that's scary for me – when we have adults that are telling their children it's not a good idea, nor are they encouraging that because they don't believe in the – whether it's they don't believe in the mission or they don't believe in leadership or whatever it is, it does weaken the country. There's no doubt that our military has been weakened. China is getting stronger. They're making alliances with the North Koreans, which they've always had, but they're strengthening them. They're talking to the Saudis. They're dealing with the Russians. There is this alliance with the Iran, with Iran. There is an alliance forming, and all the while, the largest, you know, what used to be the best fighting force, and I still believe it is in the world, the United States military, was filled with young men and women, patriots that believed that serving its greater good was a good thing for them. Whether they just did it for a couple of years, they took advantage of the GI Bill or otherwise, but we are seeing less and less of our young people willing to join. I have to tell you, I just am sickened by that. We have got to get it back. People have got to reinvest in this country. And I hope it turns around soon. And it's not just about the Chinese. It's about who we are and investment in the future of this country. Um, The continued fight. Is it free speech or hate speech? We'll talk about it next. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. 
Hey, I want to thank everyone that jumped in with us. We started the Action Alliance last year. We've had a lot of people sign up for this. It's just a way to do community service projects. You want to join us, making our community a better place. We'll organize the events. We'll send out a blast when something's coming up. You can join us if you'd like. Just text the word ACTION to 411923. That's ACTION to 411923. We'll even send you a free T-shirt while supplies last. Um, I want to talk about hate speech versus free speech. We know that there's a lot of things that we can say, um, and that seems to be changing because uh, I guess I always say you can't you can't cancel me because I don't care what you think. But I guess you could cancel me. I guess I could be canceled if I said something that enough people said they didn't like. The bosses might be forced; their hands might be forced to fire me. Um, I don't think I'm going to do that. But there is a difference. So here we are. I'm going, to, I'm going to lay out a couple of cases for you, not necessarily picking sides, but lay out how things are. Um, on one hand, you have parents that are saying it's inappropriate to have drag queens bumping and grinding on kids in school, high school or otherwise. This is not something with any kind of a sexual connotation that the school should be endorsing for kids. We also don't want sexually explicit books available to children in schools either. We don't think it's appropriate. And people scream at their top of their lungs, you're banning books. Well, I don't see it as banning books, but they're saying some of them are inappropriate for kids. When I was young, before the Internet, uh, people used to look at magazines, Penthouse Magazine, Hustler Magazine. Those were magazines. They weren't with the magazine racks in the store. They were behind the counter covered up, and nobody under the age of 21 could buy them. Is that banning books, or is that saying they're not appropriate for kids? Here's the other side of that. Gone with the Wind publisher now calls the book harmful. Uh, the book publisher, uh, Pan McMillan, noted in 2022 edition of The Gone with the Wind that the classic novel has racist depictions and problematic elements, including romanticization of shocking era in our history and the horrors of slavery. Um, so it's okay to change literature. Like we should drop the N-word from Huck Finn or, or some of the other classic American pieces of literature, and we should get rid of that. That's not a problem. But what is a problem is banning sexually explicit material from children. Um, leftists on college campus have already tried to disinvite a dozen conservative speakers three months into 2023. There was a school superintendent or a candidate for superintendent who had been offered a job – in Massachusetts, and the offer was rescinded because he called women in an email ladies. Um, they said the, uh, his name is Vito Perone, was offered this position on March 23rd, but was notified the job offer had been withdrawn over his choice of salutation in an email to the chairperson and executive assistant, both female, who reportedly interpreted his ladies greeting as a microaggression. Um, he told a local local news outlet he sent the email in an attempt to negotiate higher pay and more sick, day, sick days after calculating the annual salary. So that's just another one. And then they talk about political polarization in college campuses. And here's one out of France. A French woman faces a $13,000 fine for a Facebook post calling the president Macron filth. Uh, comedians were at the Kennedy Center for a show to give an award out, and uh, they were censored by CNN. 
So this is where I, the, my, I have a real con- – this is a real conversation for me in my own head and with other people. There are some things that are okay to do. You can say horrible things about certain groups of people, and those are ever-changing, and other people you can't even criticize. There was – I'll give you an example that I thought was uh, was pointed this out. I, one of the things I like about – I love stand-up comedy. I love stand-up comedy. Um, I, I, and there are some that I think that are just a step above everybody else. Um, I think that Dave Chappelle is the GOAT. I think that uh, Bill Burr is a brilliant guy that is right at that same level. Um, I think Ricky Gervais is irreverent and makes the worst possible topics, makes you laugh at some things that you're surprised you'd laugh at. But they all make you think. And Dave Chappelle was talking about how this happened because they tried to cancel him, which they were unsuccessful because of how brilliant he is. But he was – the attempt to cancel him from the LGBTQ community, especially the trans community, uh, they wanted his specials. Employees were going to boycott if they didn't pull his specials. And he told a story because there is a hip-hop artist that I'm not very familiar with. I don't know a whole lot about new hip-hop music. But there was an artist that was pretty much, I think, number one in downloads on the internet for hip-hop pop music who went by the name Da Baby and he was a hip hop artist is a hip hop artist but he went on stage and went into a homophobic rant on stage and he was immediately canceled by people and Dave Chappelle pointed out the irony of this with this story he said years ago Da Baby killed somebody in Walmart. Now, he used a lot more colorful language, but he said he killed somebody in a Walmart. This is a true story. And now I'm taking his word for it, but these are Dave Chappelle's words. This guy, known as the baby, killed somebody in Walmart, did nothing to damage his career killing someone, but hurt a gay person's feelings and see what that does to your career. Are we talking free speech versus hate speech? Is it something you should say? No. I'm not someone that's inflammatory with people. I don't mean to insult people, but I'll I'll give you a real conversation I had with someone. Um, I made the case that there you can identify with whatever you want to identify with. This is my personal feelings. You can identify any way you want to, and I am not someone that will try to hurt your feelings. But there are two genders. There's male and there's female. That's biologically a fact. You can say you're one of 64 genders. You can do whatever you want. You're entitled to. I won't tell you to stop. But telling me that I have to change the way I think, how I fill out paperwork, whatever, the questions we ask on official paperwork is ridiculous. There's two genders. And I got into an argument with somebody that didn't agree with me. And I asked this question. Um what does the B in LGBTQA plus mean? What does the B mean? The B means bisexual. Doesn't bi mean two? I said, so aren't they saying LGBTQ? Aren't they saying themselves that there's just two genders? And this caused a firestorm of a fight. I wasn't picking a fight. I was asking a question. I don't want to come on the air and have to worry that I'm going to say something that's going to get me canceled or fired. But this is what's happening everywhere. 
The First Amendment used to protect people's speech that was thought to be very controversial, and I've gone over a lot of it with you, whether it's artists or otherwise that have done what are insulting things to many people. And the artists always reply, the First Amendment is there to protect controversial speech. And here we are at a time where what used to be unnecessary is now considered controversial speech. Is it true? Is it true that we now have the cancel culture is damaging to the First Amendment? I would say I think it is. The education proposals at the state capitol, we've got an education update that I talked about once, but I've got a day two of this coming up in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so much. Uh, good schools, that's what we all want, and we all have conversations about how to get there. Um, I heard a great uh, great analogy, and I think it's true, that the left views teachers the way the right views police officers. I think that's a great analogy. I hold law enforcement up in high regard, but I also do educators as well. Um, I think that good teachers are the key to a successful country. We all understand, and I was just a, a, a video I was watching earlier. I was re- flipping through those Reels videos on Instagram, and there was somebody talking about their 45 years in education that they've never seen education as bad as it is right now. Um, and there's a multitude of reasons, COVID, part of it, whatever else, but fixing it should be the goal for all of us. But what is fascinating is Every aspect of our lives now um, is affected by the political divide. It wasn't always that way. There was always a political divide. It's always been that way. But it, there were certain issues that you go back even to, uh, to 9-11. For those of you that are old enough to remember 9-11, even in the wake of 9-11, a Republican president in George W. Bush was given a standing ovation by everybody in Congress in his speech to a joint session. Um, he uh, he said, I'm try- I, I used to have this quote nailed because I repeated it so many times in public uh, during the 04 election cycle. But he said that we would rally that we will rally the world to our cause. Um, he said, we will not tire. We will not falter. We will not fail. And the entire Congress jumped to their feet in unison and applauded for the president. When the president was on the rubble at ground zero on the bullhorn and was talking to the people doing recovery efforts at the at ground zero, uh, one of the firefighters or one of the people on the rubble, I assume it was a firefighter, but somebody yelled out, we can't hear you. And the president responded into the megaphone, well, I can hear you. I can hear you. Um, the whole world hears you. And the people that brought these buildings down will hear from us all soon. And the place just erupted in this huge cheer. So those are the kinds of things that always brought our country together. I don't know if that will ever happen again. In the in the days that followed 9-11, the entire United States Congress went out <clears throat> On the steps of the U.S. Capitol and saying, God bless America, Republicans and Democrats shoulder to shoulder. Is there anything outside of a tragedy that can bring us together again? And I don't know the answer to that. But you've got a Republican in Matt Gress who is proposing a $10,000 raise for teachers. And in a time when it's unbelievable to me that people on the other side of the political aisle are telling him, no, they don't like it. One excuse is that it costs too much money, that it's $1.1 billion that's unsustainable long term, meaning that there may have to be cuts in other places in education to pay teachers. Teachers wake up. 
wake up. If it truly was about getting you paid, they'd get you paid and figure everything else out later. But that's one angle. The other angle is it doesn't cover enough people, that it doesn't include support staff, that it only is certified teachers in the classrooms. Now, if I'm a teacher, I'm saying, hang on a minute. We are the classroom. We are the engine of this machine. And you mean to tell me that because it doesn't give other people, and maybe I think other people should get a raise too, but this is going to give me a raise, the teachers, the ones that they say are leaving, the ones that they say aren't coming, they are all of that because of the low pay for teachers. But now they're saying because it doesn't pay teacher assistants or counselors or custodians or the lunch lady or bus drivers that they're not getting a $10,000 raise, no one should. What side of the political aisle sounds to you like they're fighting for teachers? The other thing that's funny about this is Gress wants oversight, wants more reporting of how money is being spent, that school districts don't have the autonomy they've had for a long time and how they spend money. The reply from one of the superintendents has been, hang on a minute, you know if you add regulation, we've already got to spend money giving reports. More regulation means more cost. It's going to cost more money to do all that. They sound like Republicans. It's exactly what I say with oversight and redundant regulation when it comes to the private sector, when the Democrats, I mentioned this earlier, the jumping up and down and screaming and doing everything they could to find a way to blame the Ohio train derailment on the Trump policy changes on regulation in the rail industry. And they had to admit there is no connection. There is no connection. But, man, they said it potentially could. There's a potential that the reduction in in legislation by the former president could lead to more problems because, to them, government oversight and regulation over everything in the private sector is necessary to make sure that the evil private industry doesn't misspend or doesn't abuse their employees. Now they want the exact same attitude. Toward education. No, we can't have that. It costs money. That's going to cost money that could be going into what we do. We could be using that money to educate people. We need rest, less regulation in the education sector. That, that's going to bring make us better. It's hilarious to watch them switch places, isn't it? So ask yourself, if you are someone that is a teacher, just a teacher, you don't care about politics. How many how often are you going to give your money to the AEU who is against your $10,000 raise because it doesn't give enough people a raise? How long are you going to pay dues to that organization? How long are you going to give them your hard-earned money when they are out flat out saying a $10,000 raise for teachers is the wrong thing? I think it's a great question. Just after 11 o'clock, former President Trump makes an appearance in court tomorrow. We'll let you know the details next.